My Travel Podcast, a travel podcast that highlights our travel community of women, people of color, and adventurous spirits. You can expect amazing travel stories and incredible experiences from all over the world, along with tips and tricks from our expert guests. I'm your host, Janine Romo, aka La Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host and producer, Martha Espinoza Wynn, aka Martha Gets It. We hope you enjoy this episode. And we're back with another episode of Oh My Travel Podcast. Uh, Today we have Denise of Tropical Seductions, and we're so excited to have you, Denise. Uh, Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, I am Denise, and I am currently located in Los Angeles, California, but you might hear my accent. So I am originally from Germany, Berlin, the capital, and I moved to Los Angeles uh, seven years ago. Um, I love to travel and I love plants. So I try to travel to, um, to areas and locations that have beautiful landscapes and a tropical vibe. I love that. Um, Denise, we do this um, quick icebreaker thing with all of our guests. And so today we're going to do a this or that. So I'm just going to say two different things and you're just going to blurt out whatever, whatever comes to mind first. Um, Sometimes they get a little bit hard and you want like both and that's okay. So there's no right or wrong answers. Uh, It's just like a fun game we love to play. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So this or that, tropical or desert trip? Tropical. Love it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, travel for sights or for the eats? Food. Oh, uh, sights. Sights. Amazing. Um, TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. And... I, I I already know this. Um, plant babies or fur babies? Plant babies, but I love <laughs> fur. But my boyfriend does not want any pets, so <gasps> I know. <laughs> there, you know, pets are more high maintenance, so or I don't know, are they? <laughs> you know what? Plants are also very high maintenance. Sometimes some of the plants that you come across, they're very <laughs> temperamental. I'm sure Denise true. knows. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. At least plants don't don't bark and wake you up in the middle of the night to go pee. So <laughs> in there. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's talk about you as a plant parent. How long have you have you been a plant parent? How long have you been? You know. Cause you have so many plants now, like how did, how did this all start? So, um, even when I was a child, I always loved plants and, um, I begged my mom to buy me a set of three tiny cactuses that I put on my window seal. So it did start it when I was still in elementary school. Um, and then when I moved out, I got my like first like little plant collection, but that was back in Germany. So when I moved to the United States here to California, um, yeah, it, it just exploded. I don't know. I just found my very first like tropical plants and I always 
I always had a passion for the rainforest and that is like a huge thing for me. And when I was, I can't live in the rainforest, but I can make my home look like the rainforest and feel like it. So I would say it really took off in 2018 where I was just like adding plants and plants to my home. Oh, that's awesome. I love how it just, yeah, it started. There's always something that like kind of sparks as a, as a child and kind of like sticks with you. And that's really cool. Um, which are some of your favorite plants? Cause you show so many on your Instagram and I'm always like, wow, like the leaves look so cool and the different colors. Do you have any favorites? Yes. So, um, I'm, because I am a plant collector, I, I like, you know, collecting always takes like a deeper turn. <laughs> and so I, um, I'm really into a plant group that's called aeroids. And these are plants that you find in the rainforest. So um, like monsteras, there is this monstera mm-hmm. de las Piosa that a lot of people know. It's also known as the split leaf plant because it has all this uh, splits in the leaf. Um, and there are multiple versions of that one. And one is one that has variegation and variegation is when the leaf has a different color to it. And there's a specific one from the monstera that has like a leaf that is green and white. And that is like one of my favorites. Nice. I have one of those, but not the, the, the variated one, just the normal, um, green one. And I feel like mine hasn't been getting as many holes. It's like, mm, I don't know. Some leaves come out very holy and other leaves come out just holes. So I don't know. I'm trying. It happens with with the plant when the plant starts off that it doesn't have any, um, it doesn't have any fenestrations. That's how you call the splits and the holes, fenestrations. Mm-hmm. And then when it matures and it gets older, then it's when it's really starting to put out those fenestrations. And monsteras like to climb. They are from the rainforest and they attach themselves to trees. And so when they climb up to catch the light and the sunlight, this is when they um, get more fenestrated. So adding a pole or a wood plank or leaning your plant against your wall will help uh, with the fenestrations. Ooh, thank you for the tip. Um... Of course. So you mentioned earlier that uh, the places that you like to travel to are tropical and you like seeing um, the different types of plants that they have in that, in that, you know, in certain areas. Um, Where would you like to visit that you haven't been yet? Um, Or maybe your favorite place that you have been um, because of their native plants or they have like a plant attraction um, or something like that? Yes, so two of the places that I would love to travel to is Indonesia. Indonesia is a uh, is a huge import uh, country for tropical plants, and the rainforests are just beautiful. And then anywhere deep into the rainforest basin, somewhere in South America, would be amazing on like an actual um, like trip. Um, but I'm also really scared about insects, so I haven't done it yet. <laughs> But this is like two things that I have on my list. And then for even here in the United States, you can find like amazing places where you can just look at the plants. And one of them is Florida. Florida is a very humid state and the plants just grow like 
huge outside and big and so if you want to dive into like looking for places that are in the united states then florida definitely is the place to go oh good to know um yeah, yeah I mean, that makes sense right it's so it it is trop like the is it a tropical you would say a tropical climate then right Yes, it's very humid there and it's hot and <laughs> the plants really love it. Okay, Amazing. so if I do go there, we'll check out the plants. <laughs> <laughs> That'd yeah. be the only reason you'd go, Martha. I know. <laughs> no, I love Florida. Um, it's also, they have like this really beautiful botanical garden. It's called the Fairchild Garden and they have like a cloud forest within the garden. So it's an area where they planted all the tropical plants. They have like a waterfall in that area and they have like all these misters that come out from the trees. So that's why they call it the cloud forest because it's basically like you're stepping in and it's so hot and humid because they create all this humidity for the plants. It's beautiful. Everyone loves it. Ooh, I'm going to add that to my list. And I think you, you shared, you did a reel about um, the Botanic Garden, right, Fairchild? Yes, I did. Okay, we're going to have to, we'll share that on our stories um, when this airs, because yeah, that was, that was amazing. Awesome. Um, I wanted to ask, like, what tips or tricks do you have for like people who are new to plants and you know, are just trying to keep them alive, especially like people who travel. Um, I know certain plants are probably a no-no for people who, who travel a lot. Um, do you have any advice? Yes. Yeah, so it depends on, you know, how long your travels are. If you're someone who travels a lot, but you're like only away for a week um, and then you're back home for two weeks and then you leave for a week, you can actually have like almost every plant. Um, most plants can survive being watered once a week if the soil um, holds moisture well. So it depends on the soil. But if you are someone who like travels like two, three weeks at a time, this is when it gets like tricky. And then most plants that you can find at places like Home Depot or Lowe's, they will do good with watering like once every two weeks. But before you leave, you water it like really thoroughly and even have a saucer and maybe leave some water in the saucer because when plants um, are dry and they're thirsty, the soil will soak up and will, um, will give water to the roots at the bottom. So the normal plants, like the potos that you find at Home Depot, the sansevierias, um, a lot of cactus and succulents, they will survive just being watered every two weeks. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. That's so, really just de- so it really just depends on the type of plant that you're leaving behind. Yes. Um, when the- you... Oh, okay. Yes. Well, when you when you've gone to travel um do you leave like a plant sitter or um do you have any special equipment to make sure that if you're gone for longer um that those plants when you come home that they're not just like sad waiting for you there are self-watering pots um that you can order off of amazon um 
because I have like a specific um, type of plants that I keep, which are the tropicals, and they are basically not in soil. So they are super airy. Not, none of the methods would work for me. Um, I just have to cross my fingers and then come home and count the damages, basically, <laughs> if I'm longer away than a week. Um, but most of the time I do, I live also with my partner. And if I'm traveling by myself, then he can water the plants for me. Um, yeah, but there are like self-watering pots out there that you can use. They're not expensive, oh. $20, $20, $10 on Amazon. Oh, okay, great. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> Adding to cart. <laughs> right. I mean, there are other options. People leave their plants all in the bathtub with some water. Um, oh. I find that one a little bit tricky because plants need a light. So if you don't have a window in your bathroom, then this might not work. But if you have a window in your bathroom, then you can put all your plants in the bathtub with some water. Oh, that's smart. Oh, um, and if it's just going to be like a bathtub, I feel like maybe if because my living room gets a lot of sun um I guess just buying like one of those big Tupperwares um that you would like do storage in fill that up with water and just dunk them in there could work too yes yeah definitely hmm. people yeah. set up in pools and stuff like that too <laughs> oh my goodness no I mean well yeah if it's something that you're taking care of for you know years you don't want to go away for two weeks and find out that it died while you were having a good time. Devastating. <laughs> um, bringing it back to travel, have you um, ever gone somewhere and you just fall in love with a plant and you want to take it home? Like what is, because I, I know this is probably different depending on if it's domestic like a domestic location or if it's international, um, do you often get plants from or during, on your travels? So yeah, you, you definitely got that right. There is a huge difference in traveling international and um, traveling domestic. So for international, it's super strict. You, for most cases, you would need um, a certificate that you can get in the country. So you, let's say, you are in Thailand and then you go and buy plants, then you or the seller have to go to their horticultural department and get those plants cleared with a, a phytosanitary certificate. Um, it's usually around like 50 US dollars or 70 US dollars and you can only take 12. And then you have to declare mm -hmm. them at customs. So there's like a whole process that you have to go through if you are buying plants internationally. Of course, there are people who just sneak in a plant, but it's not <laughs> legal, but a lot of people do it. So you can do it, but there is like a process that you have to go through in order to take those plants with you. If you travel within the United States and you get a plant, um, like I do that. If I'm in Florida, I buy plants then it's actually legal for most states, but you can always look it up. Um, if you go into Google and you type in, you know, the Department of Agriculture and then the state, you will find the requirements. But um, to bring into California, it's the CDFA, so the California Department of Food and Agriculture. And basically, if your houseplants meets like these uh, five requirements, which is 
Um, they are not for resale. That's a huge thing. If you want to resell the plant, then you're not allowed to take it. Um, but if it's just for you, then it's okay. They have to be pest free. So you have to check that there aren't any pests on the plant. Um, they need to be, um, you know, packaged and in a sterile and healthy potting mix. And they need to be ornamental plants. And that means these are not like food trees, you know, citrus tree or, you know, tomato tree. If it's ornamental, just to look at them, then it's fine. Okay. I see. What you're, okay. That makes sense. Interesting. Um, have you, have you seen a plant um, when you've been traveling and wanted to bring it home? Um, if so, which one has it been that you... Oh. I don't know if you snuck it in or maybe you know of a friend who snuck in a, a cool plant or just have done that whole certificate process, which one would be worth it for you? No, I wouldn't do it. I would actually <laughs> buy the, I would actually if um, just like have them shipped to me instead of taking them in the plane. So, mm. you know, you buy them and then have the seller do all the process and just have them shipped to you. Um, and then you don't have to deal with all of that. Um, but in within the United States, I have like traveled with plants a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times I put them in, uh, in a paper bag and then just have them as a carry on, put them under the seat and they do, they do well. Yeah, I mean, it's only, a, it's only a, you know, a few hours at most within the, the United States. So I feel like that wouldn't be a problem with a plant. Um, but like you said, nothing, no like fruit or nuts, we can't bring those, those through. Correct. Okay. Okay. Hmm. There's a plant at my grandparents' house in Mexico and he's had it forever. And it's, um, it's a, I, I believe it's a tropical one because it's climbing up the tree that he has in his backyard. And every time I go, I want to just take a leaf off and then just try, just try to just put it in my luggage and see like if I can make it through or not. But I always get so nervous. I chicken out every single time, but I always want to. I know that I can't, and mostly because it is in my, it's at my grandparents' house. And I'm just like, oh, I want to take a piece of it, you know, for my house. And it'll be, it's, it'll be the same plan. It's, it's shared. Um, but yeah, I definitely chicken out with that. I know people who have done it um, and they got no way with it, but I've also heard from people having, um, you know, just the plant taking away, but you can always oh. ship it to you. <laughs> that seems like an easier way to go, right? Like yeah. it's worth paying the extra money for them to do all that all that extra work and they're used to doing that extra work. So maybe it's easier for them. Yeah. I mean, if you are in Mexico, then just don't, no, I cannot say that, but you could <laughs> just send it to you yourself. Just go to the post office, put the plant in there and then ship it off to you. And to see if it makes it. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, but, yeah. But you should always make sure that it doesn't have any pests. Um, you know, that's like basically the biggest thing to not have like the pests and insects cross the borders basically and destroy, you know, the, uh, the environment here. That makes sense because there are like, I know like in California, there's a bunch of like non-native plants or, well, I, that's a little bit different, I guess, but um, non-native plants that kind of like destroy 
the area or like it's just not good for the area or yeah. take away from they the native. Sorry. They, they become invasive, the plants as well as the pests and the mm. insects that might come. And yeah, they destroy the corpse and the native plants. Do you have any, are there any like plants that you either like don't like for either aesthetic reasons or because they're just yeah. like high maintenance or? Yeah, I don't mind high maintenance plants. Most of my plants are high maintenance, but there are like the croutons that are now everywhere because of Halloween. They are like the perfect fall plants. These are the ones that are like orangey and yellow. They're like very bright. You see them at Trader Joe's and at Whole Foods and they are called crotons and they're just not cute at all. Um, they really look like uh, they are made for Halloween because of the colors. Um, so yeah, I don't do crotons. I really don't do cactus and succulents anymore because I went the tropical route and they need different care so I just stick to you know like one care regime for the tropical plants um but other than that I actually like I mean I like all the plants I love that and I just looked up crotons because I was like which ones are those and <laughs> okay yeah yeah they're it does <laughs> look cute. like Halloween colors <laughs> Like for a second, I thought you were talking about marigolds and I was like, I love marigolds. But then when I heard you uh, clarify, I was like, oh, okay, those are different. They're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're different. Um, I know that you spoke a little bit about the um, botanical garden in Florida, uh, the Fairchild. Um, are there any other ones that you visited here in the United States or maybe abroad that you would recommend for um, plant lovers to go check out? Yes, I mean, here in Los Angeles, we have the Huntington Botanical Garden. And this year they reopened the conservatory. And so all because during the pandemic, you know, it was closed, but now it's, it's so beautiful. Um, you have like all these giant plants and they made it also very like cloud-like with all the humid and the mist and it does drip from above so if you walk through the conservatory you're probably going to get your hair wet um, because they created the humid environment so that one is a really good one there is the sherman gardens also here in california it's really small but it's extremely beautiful they have like all these displays with flowers and they made like a, a couch a sofa um, covered in like grass and have like flowers growing around it. And then they have the, um, the looking glass, what's it called? The Disney movie? Yes, the yes. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, they have like this giant table and then the, the stools, the seats are also, um, you know, covered with grass and it's, it's like, it's so beautiful for everyone who loves plants, um, but also like for content creation. I don't know why this hasn't blown up yet because you know, like in every corner is like a different beautiful like display and setting of plants. And they also have like a small conservatory with tropical plants and a pond um, with fishes and stuff. So that one is also a good one. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So, so some of your favorites. Mm. Yeah. I've never gone, I've never heard of the Sherman, um, but I definitely have gone to the, the Huntington and Pasadena and it's every time I go, 
I, I can never finish it. I don't think I've seen the entirety of it in all the times that I visited. It's just so vast. And I feel that depending on what time you go, you'll see different, different blooms. Definitely. It's huge. I think I've been so many times and I'm not sure if I have ever seen everything. They also have like all these museums and galleries within the botanical garden as well. So you also have like art and then you have the nature and the plants and then they have the Chinese garden and then the rose garden and the Japanese themed area and it's it's really beautiful. Are there any botanic gardens um either domestic or internationally that you are just dying to visit? Um, yeah, I haven't been back into my home country, uh, Berlin and the botanical garden there. Um, the last time I've been is like 15 years ago. So I'm dying to, to visit that one in Berlin, Germany. Oh, do you know the name of that one? I think, yeah, it's just called a botanical garden um, and museum. <laughs> Basically, that's what it's called. Okay. okay, cool. Straight to the straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. BGBM, BGBM short. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Thank you so much for your recommendations, Denise. Um, there are so many great spots. Um, are there okay? Because there's botanic gardens. And then like, if you go somewhere, there's places that, uh, I don't know, would it be like more like a park or something? Or, or is that like not really where you'll see a lot of like unique or, you know, beautiful plants? Or does it just kind of depend again on where you go, right? Like if you're going to a tropical location, there's going to be more an abundance of of plants just either in parks or along the highway. I know when I was like in Hawaii um and visited Kauai there were just plants everywhere but again that's tropical so do you like does it just kind of depend on the landscape where you're gonna see you know just plant beautiful plants in the wild yes so obviously depending on where you are um we here in California or like Nevada, we're gonna see like a lot of uh, more desert-like plants. Um, Madagascar is a big one, which I haven't been to yet, mm. but they have like this amazing, um, what is a street with all these giant trees. Oh, man, I wish I could remember. Um, I know what so you're the, talking the, about. The um, uh, Bohaba or something, yeah, something yeah, like this. Um, or Malagasy tree or so, yeah, something similar. It's like, you know, the weird ones that look like they're from a different planet. Yes. yes. I'm looking at famous trees in um, <laughs> Madagascar. <laughs> Which ones, what are those? Oh. I thought that, what are they called? But yeah, I don't know how to say it. Baobab, B-A-O-B-A-B. Yes. Oh. <laughs> they're like massive trunks and mm-hmm. yeah those look so cool um, baobab trees I think I I um I've always wanted to go same as you to Madagascar to see the to see these trees because of um the little prince the book um in in the book he has those growing on his planet like weeds and he always has to take them out as soon as they're growing so I was always 
I was always fascinated. Like, oh, I want to go see them <laughs> because of the little prince. I love that. Um, amazing. Um, well, thank you, Denise, for sharing just all your knowledge on all things plants, because like every time I go to your Instagram, like you're always sharing like something that like fascinates me, something like mind blowing about plants that I had like no idea you're showing all these amazing plants that have different colors and tech, like the holes and different leaves. Um, so I just appreciate you sharing all that and, um, you know, everything that you do. Um, where are you, are you traveling anywhere in the near future? Is something plant related? Um, I mean, I can make everything plant related. If I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Um, even though I've been living here in California for the past seven years, I've never been to Mexico. So we are going to head, um, to the, um, to Mexico end of, like in December, so end of the year. And um, so I'm super excited. Are we going to the California Baya area? Sorry, my, I, have, I have no idea how to pronounce anything Spanish. Um, so it's like at, on the coast and I'm like super excited to see what they have there on plants. Okay, ah. so you're gonna go to, to Baja? Like yes. right here on the side? Okay, so maybe to like Los Cabos? Um, is, is, it the, around there? is it the peak at the end? Yeah, it's wait, let me. Yeah, it's oh, the yeah. Cabo, uh, Cabo San Lucas. Yes, I also love the ocean and I love whales, and it's like one of the best places I heard to go whale and dolphin watching. Oh. So I'm gonna do that too. Oh, amazing, but you're gonna, it's so much nature, like it's it's gonna be a very beautiful trip. I'm excited and, for you. And seafood. So there are going to be a lot of yummy, yummy things to eat. <laughs> I, I love seafood. Like I'm a huge like shrimp, oh, muscle comes. I love it. All of it. Oh my God. Yes. You'll have, you'll have a great time. And um, I do recommend when you're going to those places, they do like a, like a soup, like a, a okay. shrimp soup, like a caldo. And it's always so delicious. You wouldn't think that like a soup would be so tasty, but it really is. Um, those seafood soups that they make, that, especially oh. in the morning after you've had a long day, uh, a long night of drinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, best, the best hangover cure. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get back to you uh, so I can write down the name for sure. <laughs> Amazing, well, Denise. Um, so we ask all of our um, guests this question. It's our last question. Um, why do you travel? I mean, is there anything better? <laughs> it's well, uh, how, yeah. How can you understand, you know, like who you are and who like humans are. And if you haven't traveled, if you haven't seen an experience, you know, like a different cultures, um, different ways of living, different ways of viewing the world. And um, it's, it's the best thing. Absolutely. Really just like getting to know, you know, the human being, the different cultures, the beliefs, you know, the different ways of people laughing. It's like so different from country to country. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's what I love um, about traveling. 
beautiful. That's yeah. Well said. Well, then I'm excited for you to explore um, Mexico and all of its people. They do love to laugh um, and have a good time. So I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And thank you. And where can everyone find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Tropical Seductions. And the same is for TikTok. And I also have a YouTube channel where I, you know, share some of my um, travels and botanical garden tours and plant uh, shop and nursery tours. And then I also, I, I'm like everywhere at Tropical Seductions on Pinterest and I have my little website going too. Amazing. We're going to link everything in the show notes so you all can find Denise um, at Tropical Seductions and yeah, check out all the beautiful plants, check out how to care for them. Denise, you you just do it all. Um, so thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, lady. Bye. Have a wonderful day. Bye. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.